Howdy, howdy. I'm Lily from Makecraft Game, and you're listening to Reading Rule Books. Today, I'm going over the rule book for Winter Kingdom because it is December and the snow is upon us. Or it will be. Let's get into it. Game components. Common components. Seven terrain boards, double-sided. 30 terrain cards. Five forest. Five grassland. Five tundra. Five fell field. Five flower field. And five snowscape. 18 Winter Kingdom cards. 25 ability cards. Four mandatory action cards. Four tunnel cards. 41 coins. 31 one value coin. 10 two value coin. Eight economy cards. Eight twist cards. One scoreboard. One start player token. And one rules booklet. Player components. Each in blue, yellow, green, and red. 7 Ability Tokens, 32 Houses, 4 Forts, and 1 Score Marker. Object of the Game Players expand their kingdoms by placing houses and forts across the board, which is covered with different types of terrain. Placing pieces on certain locations will earn the player coins to spend on special abilities, or simply expand their kingdom to earn points at the end of the game. End Game Three winter cards will give the conditions for scoring victory points. The economy card will show how to earn more gold, which may be used to purchase special abilities, giving players more options on how to place their houses each turn. Whoever has the most victory points at the end of the game is the winner. Setup The terrain boards will be arranged into a hexagonal playing board by first placing one board in the center and then placing one board on each of the six sides. Each board may freely be rotated in any direction or flipped to either side. Two, shuffle the Winter Kingdom cards, then randomly draw three cards and place them face up next to the game board. Three, place the coins next to the game board. Four, shuffle the ability cards, then deal each player five cards. These should be kept hidden in their hand. 5. Shuffle the terrain cards and place them face down next to the game board, forming the terrain deck. 6. Each player chooses a player color and takes all 32 houses and 4 forts in their color placed in front of them as a personal supply. 7 ability tokens in their color. 1 terrain card from the terrain deck kept hidden from other players one mandatory action card, and one tunnel card. An ability token, active, slash color side up, is placed on each of the cards. The youngest player becomes the start player and takes the start player token. Players take coins with the value of, in a two-player game, the start player gets one, player two gets two. In a three-player game, the start player and player two get one, and player three gets two. And in a four-player game, the start player and player two get one, and player three and player four get two. Seven, the scoreboard and markers are only used at the end of the game and may be placed aside for now. Eight, shuffle the economy and twist cards separately, then randomly draw one of each type, placing them face up next to the game board. Note, in the first game, it is recommended not to use a twist card. The 11 Terrain Types 
There are seven terrain types suitable for building. Flower field, grassland, tundra, fell field, snowscape, forest, and ice. There are four terrain types not suitable for building. Mountain, tunnel, village, and castle. The terrain types suitable for building are shown on the terrain cards. Ice. There are no terrain cards for ice, but houses may be moved or built on ice hexes via ability cards. Mountain. Houses may not be built or moved on mountain hexes through ability cards, except for the mine and guide ability card. Tunnel. You may use the tunnel with the tunnel card to affect gameplay. Village. May be important for some Winter Kingdom and ability cards. Castle. Worth three victory points at the end of the game for the player with the most houses adjacent to it. Sequence of play. Winter Kingdom is played over a variable number of rounds. Each round, the start player will take their complete turn. Then player will pass to the next player clockwise until all players have taken a turn. On their turn, the player must do the mandatory action. Build three houses on the terrain depicted on their terrain card. Additionally, before and or after the mandatory action, the player may use their acquired ability cards to perform special actions. After the player has performed all actions, both mandatory and any additional actions, they may use their coin to make one purchase. This may be to purchase the first special action of a new ability or to upgrade an ability card purchased a previous round. At the end of the turn, the player discards their terrain card and draws a new one. Play then passes to the next player. The game ends at the end of a round in which at least one player has built all their houses and forts. Final scoring takes place, after which the player with the most victory points is declared the winner. A turn in detail. First, the player reveals their terrain card and then builds houses. 1. Building houses. A. Mandatory action. The player must build three houses from their personal supply on unoccupied hexes of the same terrain type shown on the terrain card. While placing, the player must strictly obey the building rules, which we'll talk about in a later section, as well as any restrictions introduced by the twist card. Forts. When building, the player may decide to build either a house or a fort. A fort functions exactly as a house, except that it counts as two houses on the same hex and can never be moved by a special action. Forts are valuable assets to gain more victory points or coins if placed in the correct hexes. B. Special Actions of Ability Cards The player may use any ability card that has already been purchased and is active to gain a special action, either before or after their mandatory action. When a special action is used, the ability token on the appropriate card is flipped to its used side. Ability cards with two special actions. The first action, top half of the card, may be used as soon as the ability card is purchased. The second action, bottom half of the card, may be used once the ability card has been upgraded. An ability token is placed on the appropriate half of the card to indicate which special action may be used. Once upgraded, a player may decide to use the first or second action that turn, but not both. Exception. 
some ability cards have an orange highlighted action. These may be used on their own or in addition to the first action on that card. An arrow indicates that the second action extends the first action on the card. Each ability card can only be used once per turn. Tunnel Ability Card Each player begins the game with the Tunnel Ability Card. It has only one special action and cannot be upgraded. The special action may be used from the first turn onward. The special actions have a wide variety of effects, such as placing additional houses or moving existing ones. A detailed description can be found on page 8 of the rulebook. 2. Earning Coins the economy card shows the requirement that must be met to earn coins during the game. Players should check to see if they meet this requirement every time they place a house or a fort. If they do, they take the appropriate number of coins from the supply. The economy card applies to all players and stays in place till the end of the game. Note: A detailed description of all economy cards can be found on page 14 of the rulebook. 3. Acquiring or Upgrading an Ability Card Once the player has performed their mandatory action and all special actions they can and want to use, they may choose to perform one of the following three actions. A. Acquire a new ability card from hand. The player pays the number of coins depicted on the top half of one of their ability cards in hand and places the ability card in front of them. An ability token is placed with the active side up on the top half of the ability card. From the next turn on, the player must use the first special action. An acquired ability card stays in place till the end of the game. B. Upgrade an ability card in play. The player pays the number of coins depicted on the bottom half of one of their ability cards already in play, in front of them, and moves the ability token on that card to the bottom half of the card. It does not matter if the ability was used this turn or not. From the next turn on, the player may, depending on the card, use either or both special actions on the card. The ability token always stays at the bottom half to indicate that the ability card has been upgraded. C. Extra Actions Instead of acquiring or upgrading an ability card, the player may choose to pay 5 coins to perform any one of their acquired abilities 3 times in a row. It does not matter if the ability was used this turn or not. If a player cannot or does not want to spend coins, they simply skip this step. 4. Cleanup The active player discards their terrain card and draws a new card from the draw pile, keeping it hidden from the other players. They then set every ability token on an ability card to its active side so they may be used again the next turn. It is now the next player's turn. Note. If the draw pile is exhausted, shuffle the discard pile and use it as the new draw pile. Building Rules These rules apply to each single house or fort built as part of a mandatory or special action. Exactly one house or one fort may be built on any eligible terrain hex. Note: A terrain hex is indicated by exactly one hexagonal shape on the terrain board. Two. Houses or forts may only be built on or moved onto hexes of these terrain types. Forest, grassland, tundra, fellfield, flowerfield, snowscape, and ice. Note, in the rare case that a terrain type is completely covered with houses and forts, 
Every terrain card drawn of that type is immediately discarded and the player draws a new card. 3. Whenever possible, new houses and forts must be built adjacent to a previous placed house or fort belonging to the same player. If this is not possible, the player must choose a new unoccupied hex where they can build their house or fort. During the mandatory action, the hex must match the terrain type shown on the active terrain card. While using a special action, the hex must match the terrain type, if specified, that is appropriate for that special action. Note, when using an ability card to move a house, the destination hex does not need to be adjacent to a previously placed house or fort belonging to the same player. Twist card. The twist card drastically alters the rules of Winter Kingdom, and players must take extra notice of the twist card while playing to obey the rule change introduced with the card. Players are forced to change their strategy and tactics in different ways for each card, which creates a new experience each time you play Winter Kingdom. For an introductory game, we recommend playing without the twist card. Note a detailed description of all twist cards can be found on page 16 of the rulebook. End of the game and final scoring. The game ends at the end of the round when at least one player has built all their houses and forts from their personal supply. All players will take an equal number of turns. Final scoring. The scoring board is placed next to the game board and the scoring marker of each player is placed on the starting hex. Players keep track of their victory points with their markers. The victory points are awarded for the following. 1. The three Winter Kingdom cards are evaluated one after the other for each player. Note, a detailed description of all Winter cards can be found on pages 12 and 13 of the rulebook. 2. Each castle hex awards three victory points to the player who has the most houses, forts count as two houses, adjacent to the castle hex. In case of a tie for most, all players involved in the tie earn three victory points. If there are no houses or forts adjacent to a castle hex, no player gains the three victory points. The player who now has the most victory points is the winner. In case of a tie, the tied players share the victory. Overview of Ability Cards and Tunnels Ability cards broaden your tactical choices by allowing you to build additional houses or move already built ones to different hexes. Important! Forts cannot be moved once built. Each ability card shows two actions, first, top, and second, bottom. The arrow next to the second action means that this action extends the first action. The player carries out the first action and then may choose to do the second action. The background color of the box indicates what type of action it is. A white background will help you build additional houses from your personal supply. A blue background will move existing houses. A tan background is there when a player may use both abilities of the card on their turn. The description for each of these icons are described on pages 8 through 11 of the rulebook. Overview of Winter Kingdom cards. The Winter Kingdom cards award victory points at the end of the game based on how many times the requirement of the card has been met by the player. In all cases, the player has to build houses 
on certain hexes, or in specific formations. Forts that the player has built count as two houses on the same hex, and every house is eligible to award victory points. A detailed description of the Winter Kingdom cards can be found on pages 12 and 13 of the rulebook. Overview of Economy Cards The Economy Cards each show a building requirement that must be met by the player in order to gain coins. The player may earn multiple coins if they manage to fulfill the requirement of certain Economy Cards more than once during their turn. The coins are earned immediately and may be spent later that same turn or a subsequent one to unlock or upgrade an ability card. Forts count as two houses on the same hex for the purpose of earning coins as well. Coins can only be earned with the mandatory action or with the ability of building an additional house on an ability card, the white background. Examples of the economy cards can be found on pages 14 and 15 of the rulebook. Overview of twist cards. The twist cards alter rules of the game and therefore offer unique challenges for the player. The rule of the card has to be obeyed through the entire game and cannot be circumvented by ability cards or other means. It is recommended to only use one twist card each game. Example of twist cards can be found on page 16 of the rulebook. And that is the rulebook for Winter Kingdoms. I have mixed feelings on this game and I haven't played it very much so I do need to give it more of a chance but I grew up playing Kingdom Builder and I actually bought it completely blind. I was not into board games at the time. Amazon pushed a board game at me and I was like sure I'm gonna put that on my Christmas list and I got a new game and it happened to be one of my favorites for a very long time. I love the simplicity and elegance of it so when Winter Kingdoms was coming out I was like ooh a sequel and I immediately went for it. Winter Kingdoms has more, I don't want to say randomness because that's not quite right, but it has a more asymmetric feel that the players have no control over. At the beginning of the game, the players are given five ability cards, and those are their ability cards for the rest of the game. But you didn't choose those five ability cards. And if one player just has ability cards that have better synergy, well, there's not really much you can do about it because Winter Kingdom's interaction mechanics are more indirect than they are direct. You can block people from spots, but that's about it. And with the Kingdom cards changing every game or with only three of them being out, they might not be as blockable as you would want if you have less useful special abilities. I do find that the randomness and the variation on this game, or the modularity of this game, to be very interesting because you have the economy card, which changes, you have the kingdom cards, which change, you have the twist card, which changes, and those three setup cards can be very different and make the game drastically different every time, which on paper, I adore. But there's something about the game that I have difficulty jiving with. And maybe that's the introductions of coins into the game. There's just a lot more moving components and more things to think about. And I kind of find it fascinating to see how all of that comes together to create Winter Kingdoms. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, follow MCG on any platform you find me and check out makecraftgame.com for more content. If there is a rulebook you want to hear, leave a comment on this reading rulebooks episode. I hope you have a wonderful day.